0: You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice LaVon. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the Gospel Underground. Praise the Lord, family, and welcome back to another episode of The Gospel Underground. I am your host, Janice LaVon, and I'm so excited to be back with episode three in our series How to Prepare for a Successful Music Release. Man, this series has been going so well, way better than I anticipated. (laughs) You all have been responding with such great comments, such encouraging words, Um, and I just have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am so honored, happy, and excited to be able to create and share content with you all that is truly a blessing. At the top of this series, in the first episode, I share with you all that my whole point for taking you guys behind the scenes and sharing with you all what I do to prepare for a successful music release was to be able to give you all some information that you may not have known, give you all some content that you could take away after you finish listening to these episodes and apply them to your music ministry and find success as well. And I'm so happy to know that so far, what you all have heard has been doing just that. It's been a blessing to you. You guys are taking notes and I'm just so, so happy to hear that. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm grateful to be uh, obedient to the voice of God. When he dropped this idea on me, I was like, okay, let's do it. And I'm so glad that I had that posture and I'm grateful that it's really, really, really being a blessing to you all. So here we are. This is episode three in our series, and I wanted to remind you all that we have a free resource that's going out with this series. Yes, it is the Road to Release Checklist. So you want to go into the show notes of this podcast and make sure that you download that free resource. It is a checklist of all the things that you need to make sure that you are doing to ensure that yeah, you have a successful music release. And I and I put that together uh, just so that you guys can have a bit of a guide, right? To help you guys stay organized. So do not forget about that resource. Make sure you go into the show notes, click on the link and download it. It is 100% free and it is for you, okay? So today's topic, we're gonna be talking about positioning yourself for profit. Yes, honey, we are talking about the money, getting to the bag, okay? Okay. <laughs> And I know that um, as gospel artists, we love to talk about the ministry of it all. and, And that's great. You know, we should talk about that. That should definitely be a priority. But the truth of the matter is we cannot do ministry without money. Amen. The word of the Lord says money answers all things. So in this episode, I really want to do my best to... Help position you all to make sure that you are collecting your, what's due to you, your royalties and helping you all to get in position to profit. So I know that this episode is going to bless your entire life. So go ahead, get your pen, get your notebook, get your phone, whatever you use to take notes. And get ready to take some notes. Also, in this episode, I have a little bit of a special guest that I'm so excited to uh, bring back to the podcast. If you are an OG listener, then you you know him quite well. (laughs) Amen. So he is back and he's going to be sharing some amazing, amazing gems with you all. Now, before we get into this week's episode, you know, I have to share with you the indie artist spotlight of the week. And this week, the spotlight is shining on independent gospel artist, singer, songwriter Lana Reese. She recently released her new single, God of Miracles, and it was produced by Delaney Land Music. So make sure you guys check her out. All of her links will be in our show notes. As well, you can hear her new single on the Gospel Underground playlist, which is available on Spotify and Apple Music. So we just wanted to shout you out, sis. You've been a longtime supporter of the Gospel Underground always liking and sharing and commenting on the Gospel Underground podcast. And we just praise God for you and your music ministry. Continue to be a blessing in the kingdom of God. And I just want to encourage you all, if you want to connect with her, collaborate, whatever, all of her information will be in the show notes and on our social media. So we pray that you reach out to her, connect with her, and let's continue to be a blessing to one another in Jesus' name. I have heard on so many different occasions, people say that gospel music does not sell. And certainly it does not sell to the same extent as popular secular music. But I feel like there are several reasons uh, why gospel music does not sell. Uh, One of which, which is a huge reason, is the simple fact that many, many, many gospel artists do not know how to sell their music. So today we are going to be talking on the topic of positioning yourself for profit. This is episode three, as I said earlier, of the how to position yourself uh, for, oh, no, I'm saying the wrong title, <laughs> how to prepare for a successful music release. And today's topic, I am naming it position for profit. Okay. So this is the part of your preparation for releasing your new music, where you set your music up so that you can be paid for it. Amen. Amen. So yeah. Um, I really, really believe that many artists do not know how to sell their music. Now, once upon a time and back in the day, like I shared with y'all, we got our music manufactured and people got records printed up and we got CDs printed up and we even got tapes and eight tracks, depending on how old you are. Amen. But now things are a bit different. We rely solely on digital Everything is digital now. Everything is digital. And so it can be extremely complicating, uh, extremely frustrating. I will go ahead and and just say that. And let me just, let me drop this in here. One major reason why I decided to do this series is because I was doing all this stuff. I was preparing my, I've been preparing my music for release, doing all of this stuff. And I found myself stressed out. And I remember calling my dad and telling him that I feel like a parent who left their children in a room playing. And when I came back in the room, there were Legos all over the floor, and I have to collect them, collect them, collect them, collect them, and then, two days later i'm thinking that the room was clean and and ow, all of a sudden i I step on a lego, I miss something, and sometimes, as an independent gospel artist, that's exactly what it feels like it feels like. You think you got everything. You think you have collected all your Legos. You've collected all your pieces. But then you, ow, you step on something. You realize, oh, snap, there's a missing piece. And today, I want to help y'all put the pieces together. So I brought along with me help, y'all. We got help from the sanctuary, amen. I brought along with me my father, my pastor, and my manager, Bishop Steve B. Walters. Say hello to the audience, Daddy. Hello,
1: audience. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so yes I brought along help because we all need help on our journey and my father is the reason why I am the way that I am I do not play about my business I don't play about my music and I do my best to make sure that I have collected all of my pieces and if I don't have the pieces I know that he does and if he doesn't have them I know we're about to we're gonna find it together okay so dad is here. And before we even jump into this topic dad or bishop I'll keep it professional um <laughs> just share a little bit about who you are and your experience in gospel music.
1: Okay, uh obviously I'm Bishop Steve Walters and my experience in gospel music started well way back I used to sing quartet and all that but but you know as it relates to what we're going to talk about today um I'm starting at when my daughter Janice Levon was working on her music, and I wanted to be a help to her. Uh, I taught her early on that she needed to be a songwriter. I taught her very early on that she needed to know the business. She needed to know how to copyright, and I taught her how how to copyright. And I uh, later on, you know, around 2015 or so, 2015 or so. Um, she was prepared to release <clears throat> her first um CD. And so my heart's, my heart's desire was, okay, I want to help her to get her music out there. And I ended up working with a company, you know, helping to build a company that did digital distribution and also radio distribution. And so uh, I learned how to do a whole lot of things. And I knew that I had to really educate myself the more as we uh, progressed in the music business. And so I learned a lot of things. I've researched things. I ask a lot of questions. And so uh, here we are today. I am ever learning. I'm even learning now. And that's something that we really have to do. But I understand about the pieces. we want to share
0: that today. Yes. We are so, so excited to share that with you today. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. So, all right. So I said earlier that the reason why a lot of gospel music does not sell a major reason is because gospel artists do not know how to sell their music, how to collect on those sales. Okay. So the first part of that is building your brand. And I have spoken on that on several occasions. So you could definitely just go back into the archives. Um, you know, I- I've often said marketing tells people what to buy. Branding tells people why they should buy it. So you certainly need to be thinking about building your brand. What do you stand for? What is your message? And how do you communicate that uh, consistently via your marketing channel. So whether that's social media, if you're using newspapers, you're using word of mouth, what do people say about you? So that's the first part. Um, and like I said, I'm not going to go deeply into that at all because I have several episodes on that. Um, but if you have any questions about that, you can always reach out to me and I can do another episode or, you know, we can answer questions. But today I want to talk to talk about the technical part of actually selling and collecting on your music digitally right so unless you are still getting CDs manufactured and to my surprise dad I've actually seen a couple people still doing that i mean hey if it works i'm not mad at it okay yeah. but you know unless you are still getting hard hard copy CDs manufactured and you are going out and and ministering and selling it or or you're selling it on your website there is a different it's a different process to selling digital music and making sure you're collecting all your royalties on that. So right. first and foremost, um you need to have you need to position yourself for profit. That's the title of today's episode, right? And how you do that is by registering your music. There are a number of organiza- organizations that assist artists in collecting the royalties off of their music. So I'm definitely speaking to you songwriters here too, but all artists, but it's particularly if you own the rights to music and you've written the songs. And like I said last week, uh, you've copywritten your song. That's the first place you need to register it so that you have proof that you own this song. Okay. Um, and then there are three other additional places that I feel no matter what, you need to register your music in these three specific places. And the first one, I already said copyright, like we went through that last week. But the next one, after you copyright your song, the song is all done, is you need to be signed up with a performance rights organization. A.K.A. a pro or a P.R.O. And that is your ASCAP, your BMI, your CSAC. They help collect royalties for your music. Do you want to say anything about that, Dan?
1: Yeah. You know, um, what we're talking about today are things that you cannot bypass. Exactly. You cannot. if, If you're going to ever make anything off of your music monetarily, you cannot bypass these things you know and and, and the PRO they collect the mo- they they collect the money for you and pay you they're one of the organizations that that does that uh, and so you know we've seen so many people that um something even copyright but you know again and those that have <laughs> copyrighted just because you have a copyright doesn't mean that you're earning money correct exactly and so these other these other things are as we say the pieces.
0: Yes. And
1: and all these pieces work together. And so you need a performing rights organization for a number of reasons, but we're gonna to focus today on the fact that who monitors and collects all of your performance rights, like if you're getting spins on radios on television or or those sort of things. Who collects that for you? Your PR, so mm-hmm. you got to have that. If and, and and if you don't understand those things, go to YouTube. YouTube is your friend. It'll teach you all those kind of things. But you cannot bypass that. Amen. And and if you don't do it, uh, like before your music really comes out, and you wait like a year or so, you have lost money that you will never be able to
0: recoup. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. Simple yeah. as that. You cannot bypass this at all. So like I said, the first one is your performance rights organization. And this is free. If you are an artist and you are independent artist, especially, this is free. So one, this is something you cannot bypass. Two, there are no excuses. It's free 99. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So you literally go to um, the website, CSAC, ASCAP, or BMI, whatever one, you do your research on them and decide which one will support you in your music ministry and check out the resources and things that they have available to you. And you make your decision based off of your specific needs. I'm signed up with BMI. I've been with them for a while and I like BMI. So this is no plug for them. I'm just saying you need to make sure that you have a performance rights organization that you are signed up with. If you would like to sign up as a publisher, I believe it is $250. So still not a bad deal. Uh, that's a one-time payment. Um, and you collect all your royalties. You don't necessarily have to sign up as a publisher. Um in order to collect all those royalties because if you signed up as an as an individual they do their percentage uh as 200 so you collect 100 as the artist if you own it and you wrote the song and then they collect another 100 for the publisher but if you're not if you don't have um if you don't have your music business legalized like a LLC like I'm just uh Janice Lebon Music LLC and you didn't want to sign a, sign up as a publisher for BMI, you don't have to because you can still collect that same 100% as the individual. So just a little note there. So if you want to sign up as a publisher, um, and, and a reason for you doing that is if you know that you are going to be creating music for other artists to sign up as a publisher. So that's definitely a goal of mine, something that I will be doing because as y'all know, I I do music myself, but I'm also interested in producing and writing for other artists. So that's a goal of mine that I would be doing. But for right now, I'm just signed up as myself and I'm collecting 200% because that's all my music. Amen. (laughs) The second organization that I actually recently found out about, I want to say within the last year and a half, is Sound Exchange. Now, this one is unique because Sound Exchange collects royalties that your PRO does not. And the royalty that they collect is for the performer. So, what that means is, if I wrote a song for you and you did not write anything at all, if I wrote it and produced it and all that belongs to me, you can still collect a royalty as the person that sung the song. And you do that through SoundExchange. Once again, SoundExchange is free. Go through the prompts, go through it all, um, fill out your W-9, uh, I, I believe it's your W-9, fill out all the text information and make sure you are signed up. Okay. So um, I believe it's copyright owners and performers are the two who can collect on Sound Exchange. And the thing with Sound Exchange is there could be money already out there for you and you don't even know it. And it's just kind of like lingering. So you definitely want to make sure that you go there, you sign up and you claim your different recordings, you claim your wherever you have performed or sung or whatever you own. Now, with Sound Exchange, if you are, Uh, the artist and you have not written anything or whatever you go and you claim your music that you have sung on. And then what they do is they basically put it out there for the people that if those other people that wrote the song and that own the song, If they have put a claim out on it, they basically put it out there for them to to ask them, are you going to dispute with this person that they did perform on the song or not? So, you know, like I said, go through all of the prompts and make sure that you read everything thoroughly, but make sure you sign up because again, it is free. All right. Now, the last one that is a non-negotiable, you need to register. It's actually three. Um, and I call these the tracking organizations. They are SoundScan, MediaBase, and BDS. And Bishop, I'm gonna let you take this one completely. Um, because the you you got a little bit more knowledge on these three than I do. So you can go ahead and explain those. Okay, so you know,
1: um I'm gonna talk about the member verse because this is the way that I, I normally do it. Um, BDS Nielsen. Um you ever hear, if you are sitting around uh, any professionals and they talking to, and they use the word you know you have to have your, your your music encoded or they talk about encoding what they're talking about is
0: or they say uh, tagging EBS
1: Nielsen and what is that that what they do is um that there's a way you can you know you can sign up for that etc uh, they put all of the pertinent information all the what we call the Uh, metadata, you know, um, who is the artist, the year of the, um, um, of the, of of the recording. Basically, they're putting all of that pertinent information in there so that tracking can be done. Okay. And, and with BDS, uh, Nielsen, if you ever want to be able to be eligible for billboard, you have to have that. And so this is a non-negotiable, you, right. you gotta do that. Uh, there's a way in which, you know, you can contact them and, and have your music um, taken care of. They're going to want your ISRC number and they're going to want your UPC. UPC. Um, and again, like I said, uh, the, the name, if you did a whole CD, they want to know the name of the project and they want to know uh, the name of each track. And mm-hmm. what happens is, each song on that uh, recording has its own ISRC. Let me just uh, they,
0: let me just jump in really quick, just to give a little bit of clarity. The ISRC stands for International Standard Recording Code, and I have a definition in front of me, so I'm gonna just read it. The ISRC is a twelve char- character alphanumeric code that is assigned to a piece of music set for commercial release. The code allows the rights holder, whether it's an independent artist or major record label, to identify and track the life of their recording that's the isrc the international standard recording code and then the upc code is the universal product code so even if like you look like you look at like a book or something has that barcode on the back that is the upc code it says it's a barcode sim uh Uh, excuse me, uh, UPC code is a barcode symbology that is widely used worldwide for tracking trade items in stores. UPC technically refers, uh, technically referred to as UPC-A consists of 12 digits that are uniquely assigned to each trade item. So that is your unique universal product code. And as Bishop said, you need both of them in order to track, uh, your music spins and plays and the sales. So I right. just wanted to add that in just to give a little clarity because I know sometimes we throw out um, different terms and people might not know what they are, but those are very, very important to know. So go ahead, Bishop.
1: Exactly. So, you know, it is so important that you have that again because otherwise you could put your music out there. You could be, It could be played on radio and everything and, and people have been listening to it. And guess what? Nothing is tracked. You know, you got a copy. You got a copy written. You got your um, PRO, But nobody can track your music so that you can get paid. So BDS again is primarily for the Billboard tracking. Okay, and um, y- you need to get that done. They call it encoding, or or have have your you know music uh encoded. So uh the, the, the second one I want to talk about is media base. And uh media base is the one that will track the spins. So if your song is being played on the radio, you know, being streamed and all that kind of stuff. So that will allow uh that music to be tracked. Okay? So here's here's something that's so interesting about that. Um, You know, you you sit there and you wonder, uh, how does all this stuff, you know, happen? How do people get paid? Is it like by magic? No, there is literally this system that is out there. Okay. And so each little piece does a different thing. But you need all of them. All of those things work together. So that your music is out there, uh, you can get report. You can get literally reporting on how many spins and what radio stations your, your your songs are out there on. Okay, and so that's why you do media base. And guess what? Media base wants your ISRC, and it wants your UPC, and it, and it will ask you for all that other information as well. And, and, and I, again, I encourage people, um, you know, when you're putting that information in, put your, your PRO information in as well. Yes. Uh, be, because, you know, again, as your music gets out there, uh, there are different ones that are looking at it, et cetera. But let me move to the third one. and Cause we need to just kind of pull all of them together and, and, and really give you a clear understanding. So now there's sound scan, what's sound scan for sales, sales. Mm -hmm. And my good buddy, Bruce, he says, the bottom line to anything out there, we don't care. He said, I don't care about your spins. What I really care about are sales. And so sound scan, uh, Will track all the sales. You ever wonder how when you watch these award shows? Oh, this one's the biggest selling record, sound Soundscan. You ever wonder, right. you know, um, whoa, you know, how did they get on billboard? BDS. Wow. You know, how do they know, you know, the most played uh artists out there? Media base. You get it, and so all of those things come together. So, so here you go. You got your copyright. You you signed up with your PRO, and 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 you and and now you got uh, your BDS going. So you know if the music is popular, you, you land on uh, Billboard. If you got enough sales, if you got enough spend, you land on Billboard because you did BDS. Well, how do they know that? Because you got on media base and you got on sound scan. And so all these things are doing the tracking for you. And no, it's not magic. It's literally uh, the pieces that we're talking to you about that you got to have in all of all of this, what you think is magic to happen.
0: Amen, Bishop. You just preached the whole word, okay. I know somebody was blessed by that because when you broke it down to me, I was like, "Oh, my goodness, aha, that's it, okay, like Oprah says she had her aha moment, and I'm like, it was really the 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 light bulb that came on in the room for me because I was so stumped, like, okay, so, you know, you you have all this uh, momentum, have all this excitement, and you're like, yes, my song is coming out, I'm doing my thing, and you release it, and it's in the world, and you see nothing, <laughs> yep. or you hear nothing, you might hear, you hear it on the radio and all that stuff, but you don't feel I'm speaking specifically about the financial impact of what that has done. And a part of that may be because maybe you didn't have a lot of sales, but there were, there are some sales. So you should be seeing them somewhere. So like Bishop so amazingly and eloquently said, these are the pieces that you need to collect On your music to get the return on your hefty investment because production is not cheap. Come on, somebody. Okay. Production by itself is not cheap. And I know that so many artists are going to be blessed by this information. So, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm so excited that we had an opportunity to talk about this. And I, I wanted to mention as well, um, you know, Bishop said he he assisted a company growing and building a company uh, that did digital and radio distribution. So when you are sending out your MP3s, please listen to me closely. Please put your ear <laughs> up against whatever you're listening to. Put your headphones in deep. When you are sending out your music, you're sending out those MP3s, because that's how we get music to the stations now, right? Make sure that your music has the metadata. And it's also known as tagging. Make sure that your music is tagged with all of the pertinent information. That includes your website and email address if somebody wants to get in contact with you. And it includes the tracking codes, the ISRC, the UPC codes. It includes all of those things. It includes your, uh, I believe it's the IPI number for your performing rights. Or It includes all of that. And the truth of the matter is, and I found this to be extremely true lately, that radio stations won't even take your music if you don't, if it's not tagged. It, 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 they won't even take it. And the reason for that is because they pay a fee to function as a radio station. And a part of that fee is that they pay royalties. They pay royalties to legally be able to play your music. So they want to stay in line. Uh, so they're gonna require that you stay in line, okay? <laughs> so make sure that this is what you're doing. And this is something else that I wanna say. Um, and I learned this as I was um Learning how to get my music on Billboard. Even if you decide to sell your music on your website, which is still a good idea, like wherever you can sell your music, it's a good idea. A lot of people, I know sometimes if you do research, they'll say, Oh, it's really not worth it because people don't really go to your website to listen to music. They will go to, okay, that's fine, but it's another avenue. So do it anyway. If you decide to sell your music on your website, like how I am doing, I am, and I'm keeping it up there. Make sure that the MP3 that you load in there has all of the metadata because every last one of those sales count. They count, honey. They count. They count. So, uh, we just want to stress to you all the importance of positioning yourself to profit. Okay. And I think the last little note, um, I kind of want to go a little bit. Uh, I want you to, I want you to talk a little bit more about uh, how to tag your music Bishop. So if you would yeah. kind of give us a little bit of that, how, cause I, let me just be real. This stuff can sound extremely intimidating. Don't forget that little example that I gave of you, you, you put your kids in the room, you give them their toys, you go in there, Legos are all over the floor, you clean up thinking you got everything. But then one day you walking in the room and you ow, you step on something and you missed something. Uh, all of this stuff can be really daunting and intimidating. So Bishop, could you just break down, um, as best as you can here? How do I tag my music? So I got my, mp3 my producer hooked me up I, it's completely mixed in master it sounds amazing i have my mp3 what do i do how do i tag this music
1: okay uh even before i go there i, I need to say this you know because we're talking about pieces right okay let me do this one more time you own your copyright fantastic you signed up with your PRO, and you registered your song there. Fantastic. You get it, your your music encoded um, by BDS Nielsen, Medias Bass, SoundScan. Oh man, you got all that done, right? And in this era that we live in today, as Janice, you know, so wonderfully put, hardly anybody is using CDs and what have you now okay now your CD <laughs> you know it's it's encoded already okay but we are sending out mp3s or your manager is sending out mp3s or you know think about this you got all this stuff done right and you if you send out an mp3 that does not have metadata well, first of all, as Janice also eloquently put it, most radio stations are like um, we really don't want this because uh, it's not it doesn't have the metadata. But there are some that will take it. But think about this: that MP3 without the metadata cannot be tracked, and you are not making Amen. you 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 are you are not making any money off of that. Amen. You're not getting your royalties. Because that MP3 that was sent out has no metadata. And I don't care how many times it's being spent. Nobody knows, you know, uh, that it's being, you know, spent. You know, of course, yeah, you're listening to it. But the reality of it is you are losing out on what you worked so hard to accomplish. Okay? And so just keep that in mind. You you got your copyright, you with your PRO, you, you did BDS, you did media scan, you you did sound um um exchange. You did all those. And now you now you don't have your other little piece there. That becomes a problem. And so I I emphasize these things, and we're really talking about them quite a bit, so that you can really understand the gravity of having these things. And most people don't even know these pieces exist. Most people coming into the business have no idea that these pieces exist. And so we want to really encourage you to take hold of the information we're giving you so that you can have all the pieces so that you can be successful. So now Anything you want to say before I really go into how
0: No, that was perfect, you know. Okay, um, so so true. Here it is. Everything said is true.
1: Yeah, so if you want to take your MP3 and put and, and make sure you have the metadata, there are simple ways to do that. First and foremost, your producer can put that information in there. So when he's handing you so you can say to him ahead of time, listen, You know, uh, I want you to put the metadata into my um, MP3 or your, um, what do you call it? The WAV file. I need all of that there. Okay. And that's one way of doing it. Uh, The second way of doing it is you can, you know, do it. You can do it on your own computer. You know, if you know anything about, you know, uh, um, computers at all, you can look at, you can right click your mp3 go down to properties and then click on details and it'll open everything up for you and you can begin to each and each cell there each, each little area there each title there you can put the information in yourself and save it and if you don't know how to do that we always say youtube is your friend but if you if it still intimidates you I think you need to talk to Janice because we have a service for that.
0: Yes, 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 we do. If you do not know how to uh, code your music, you can reach out to us on the and you can go to our shop page and there will be something where you can, uh, apply to have your music coded by us okay and it will be done correctly because it's been done on my music i'm not sharing no craziness with y'all <laughs> this is the way we do it on my music um and it is done correctly okay i just realized something that we forgot to tell the people and i know they probably like girl please answer this question for me and that question is where do you get your isrc and your upc code and yeah, y'all yeah yeah please forgive me <laughs> sometimes when you know things it's just secondhand to you so you kind of forget but you get your isrc and your upc codes from your digital distributor so uh like i shared with you all last week i chose tunecore for my new single when judah sings and so when i sign up with tunecore and I register my music with them to be set to release, they will give you an ISRC and a UPC code. You can also purchase these things online, but I I just think it's easy to just, whatever distributor you go with, It's they automatically generate these numbers. So when you get these numbers, log them so that you will have them and that you will know what they are. So log them in a journal somewhere, log them, make sure you log them. And if you decide to have us, or if you decide to have your producer, or if you decide to do it on your own, tag your own music, you will have those codes, okay? So I'm so glad I remember that because I know they probably like, girl, where we even get these codes from? You get them from your music distributor, But, um, yeah, like Bishop said, again, if you need help with that, you can reach out to us, go to thegospelunderground.co and there will be an opportunity there for you to have your music coded by us for a very fair price. Um, and it will be done correctly. If not, you can always go to your producer or you can do it yourself. Um, and like Bishop said as well, Google and YouTube are your very best friend, especially as an independent gospel artist, because unfortunately, for whatever reason, people don't share this information. I do not know why. It don't hurt me at all <laughs> to tell folks this. So I'm just grateful for the opportunity to tell you. So that is all for this episode, uh, episode three and how to prepare for a successful music release. Now you know how to position yourself for profit. Bishop, thank you for being with us. Do you wanna share any closing remarks?
1: Well, you know, our heart's desire is that you are successful in this music ministry that we call gospel music. And, you know, we've been through a lot ourselves and we want, you know, you to be in a position where you can focus on the things that you do best. Because when you've got these pieces done, then you can be the writer, the artist, Etc. without worry. And so our hearts are really out there for the independent artists, especially, uh, so that you will be educated. And like with my daughter, I wanted her to know the business. And you need to know that. And if, and if you know these are just basic things, if you know these basic things, then you will be in a great position uh, to profit. And that amen. we
0: pray over you. Amen. Amen. My last little closing nugget is something that really, I think a lot of people just kind of look over. Um, and yes, we're giving you all of the technical knowledge on how to position yourself to profit. But I want to just give you all some common sense as well. Please do not forget to ask people to purchase your music. Oh. Period. <laughs> mm. And I hear you, daddy, you just like sighing like, Lord, yes. And I and I know that that sounds silly. I know that that sounds funny. I know that you're like, girl, but I tell people to check out my music all the time. No, 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 uh-huh. no, 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 uh-huh. no, no people need calls to action. Okay. And you need to be intentional. As I always say with y'all and very strategic about what you say. So tell people to purchase my new single pre-order pre. tell them exactly what you want, say what you want. Say it okay. And the truth of the matter is because we have all these streaming services. So I think many times it's just absent-minded. People don't think, Oh, let me buy this song instead of streaming it. Sales always weigh more than streams, always, all they always have and they always will. Okay. So do not forget this. Is just common sense. And I know it's so easy to, you know, we're posting, we're doing all these different things. Check out my song. Check, don't say check out my song. Say Purchase my new song. Just change the verbiage just a little bit. Pre if it ain't out yet, pre-order my song. Don't say, don't just say pre-save. Say purchase. Pre-order. Okay. And then make the pathway to purchasing. Easy. What does that look like? In the link, the the if you have a Instagram or Facebook or whatever your channels are, make sure all your links are there. And if you need to 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 use a service like Linktree where you can have one link and you have several buttons in that link, then do that. I use Linktree. Okay, I use Linktree. I made sure that I curated my Linktree to have all the pertinent information that I want. You can even uh, put the most important thing at the top. Make. The pathway easy. If you have to explain it to somebody, you already lost them. If you Uh, let me let me say that again: if you have to, if it's too much detail and you have to explain, and then you go around a corner, you go up the block, you do this, you do that. People, they're done, they're gone. (laughs) You've lost them. Okay, they are gone, honey. So make sure that your verbiage is direct to exactly what you want. And that you make the pathway for them to do what you have asked extremely clear. This, along with all the technical knowledge that we shared with you earlier about registering your music, making sure you have all your codes, and that your music is tagged with metadata, is going to position you to profit. So you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I want you to screenshot it and tag us on instagram so that we know and also hey drop me a line my email is always in the show notes of this show we want to know how this information is impacting you and if it is helpful okay so yeah please make sure that you do that if you have any questions regarding the music release process one of the episodes in this series is going to be a q a so i will just be answering questions um so if you have a question feel free to dm me me or email me. Um, and I will make sure that I put that in my list of questions. Okay. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, give it a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That way more independent gospel artists, just like you will get the help that they need on their music ministry journey. Last but certainly not least, I'm going to be uh, a practicer of the own of what I've been preaching today. I'm going to tell you all to purchase my new single. Amen. Hello. <laughs> okay. Purchase my new single, When Judah Sings. All right. It is going to be a blessing to you and your family. Okay. I love you guys so much. Dad, say good night. Say goodbye to the folks.
1: Good night. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love you guys so, so, so much. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep one another in prayer. And we will speak to you next week.